Nashville. This is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. There's a detour sign on a road that winds out on the broad highway. But the place for me is the sign I see. T-U-L-S-A, straight ahead. There's a railroad crossing and a bus or rocket just to carry me away. But I'll pass the time till I see that sign. T-U-L-S-A, straight ahead. I'm going to settle down when I reach that city fair. I'm homeward bound, and I know I'll soon be there. Where the tall corn grows and the black all flows in old old KLA. In the middle of it all, I hear that call. T-U-L-S-A, straight ahead. temperature is. It's got to be better than what it's been. So, the little spring 
at your place? Uh, yes, uh, we've been in the 50s. I think we're going to be in the 60s today. And on my walk yesterday, I noticed that a lot of trees are beginning to, you know, have some some buds starting to show up. So um, it has felt a little bit like spring here for the last actually couple of weeks, although they get excited on the news with um, storms, you know, coming in, but they don't hit Albuquerque. <laughs> We need more. We actually need more more storms here, but you know they tend to be more northern. Um, so they get excited on the news, but but it, it doesn't have anything to do with us. <laughs> well, I think everybody's excited about spring, and uh, I believe March the fourteenth, the time changes, so that's just a couple of weeks away. So mm-hmm. we're ready for it. Bring it on. Bring it on. I'm ready. I am ready for this show to. We've got an exciting guest that's joining us. You mentioned him just a minute ago, but tell the audience who is with us for the Campfire Cafe. Oh, we have Alex Dormont of the Hot Texas Swing Band with us today. And, oh, my gosh, the music from their newest um, album release is fantastic. So we're looking forward to that. And who do we have in the second hour? Well, we're going to have a great time with Alex, Campfire Cafe, and then Randy Rasmussen is going to be with us. Backcountry Horsemen of America, and that's coming up in the second hour on Saddle Up America. But let's go ahead and get started with the Camp Cafe and Mr. Alex Dormont and their great song from the album Devil on My Tail to kick things off. And we'll start with one called My Heart Will Always Be in San Antonio. When we come back, we'll be talking with Alex Dormont today of the Hot Texas Swing Band. Be in Shannon When I go back, it always feels like home. Was there that I was born and raised with Latin culture's gentle ways? The mission bells in Alamo still linger in my mind and soul when I get tired and want to settle down. I know my Texas roots can still be found They comfort me in memories And dreams of days that used to be The love that I once left behind Still has me yearning some, you know My heart will always be in Shannon Tone When I get back I never more will roam I'll see her there where we will share A little hacienda fair My heart will always be in San Antonio Thank you. 
I get back, I never more will roam. I'll see her there where we will share a little hacienda fair. My heart will always be down in old San Antonio. award-winning Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard My Heart Will Always Be in San Antonio, performed by Alex Dormont and the Hot Texas Swing Band from their album, Devil on My Tail. With one boot in cowboy music and the other in swing, the Hot Texas Swing Band rides the trail previously blazed by artists such as Bob Wills and Asleep at the Wheel. Backed by a passion for traditional Western swing, the Hot Texas Swing Band pushes the genre forward with rockabilly, Latin beats, and original material for high-energy shows that have critics and fans raving, and we can't wait to get back to. (laughs) Their latest record, Devil on My Tail, is an homage to Western swing and a glimpse into its future. Founder Alex Dormont's songwriting honors past traditions, while calling on an A-list performers curated straight out of Austin's vibrant live music scene to provide an energetic and modern spin to the group's signature swinging sound. Please welcome back to the show the Hot Texas Swing Band's founder, bass player, and vocalist, and I think also whistler, Alex Dormont. Welcome, Alex. Well, howdy, Bobby. Good to see you. Good to hear from you. And Gary, too. How are you doing, Alex? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, we have a, well, a beautiful day down here in, in Hill Country of Texas. Well, it's quite different from a couple of weeks ago, isn't it? Oh, my. Yes, yes. We uh, Record-setting temperature, everything was frozen, but we're good. Good now. Good, 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 good. You've got a pretty hot new CD out. And uh, we're going to talk about that throughout the show, and we're going to play some great music from the CD, Devil in My Tail. But how did this come about, Alex? How did you put all this together? Well, uh, yes. Uh, last year, of course, we were uh, had uh, no live shows with uh, you know the pandemic. So uh, I was inspired in uh, August, in the middle of the summer. I was feeling kind of low, and I got inspired, and I wrote uh, five tunes all in a couple weeks. And uh, new original material is what we need for for uh, starting a new CD project. So um, we we uh, took those and worked them up, and and in October went in the studio, and you know we we got a new CD now. All right. Well, it's a fantastic CD, and I think I think on the CD there are what seven original songs. Yes, I wrote seven of them, and. Uh, of course, our friend Rick McRae wrote one that you just heard, and uh, our friend right. Johnny Gimbel. So we uh, we pick uh, the covers from uh, you know our favorite writers, uh, um, you know that we that we that we perform in our live shows usually. But uh, the originals are an important part of our sound. So there's right seven of them that I wrote. Well, and you have a great band and a couple of great female uh, vocalists that are with you on this. Well, and uh, the first song we get to as we come back now is called Hill Country, Texas. Who's singing the lead on this? Yes, this is Selena Rosenbaum. She's been with the band for 10 years. Love to hear her sing. Love the way she sings this one. Well, it's a great, great song. She has a beautiful voice. And let's take a listen. 
come back and talk more with Alex Dormont in just a moment today on the Campfire Cafe. Big rain today on Hill Country, Texas. Thunder is echoing against the stone. Water rushing down the limestone ledges. Fills the creeks and rivers that I love to roam. My Hill Country, Texas home. Sweet springs are bubbling up to meet the river. San Pedro, Comal, and Barton Springs. Clear crystal pools and rippling rapids. Cypress and live oak line the banks of Loam. My hill country, Texas home. Big rain today on hill country, Texas. Thunder is echoing against the stone. Water rushing down. From their brand new CD, Devil on My Tail. So, Alex, um, there's a couple songs on this CD about Hill Country, Texas. I'm assuming that's where you call home, is it? <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> uh, just west of Austin, uh, you know, there's some great little towns out here, Dripping Springs, where I live. Of course, Wimberley, Texas. People have heard of Fredericksburg, Texas. There's all these all these little communities nestled out here. We've got great. Uh, just like the song says, we've got those clear clear creeks running, you know, spring fed, and it's a beautiful place. 
Yeah, I've I've never been, but every time I've I've listened to this album frequently since I received it, and uh, every time I hear the Hill Country um, songs, I think, okay, that's got to be on that bucket list of um, when we're back on the road again. <laughs> yes. yes. Where yes. do we want to go? And I think we're going to need to make a trip to Hill Country, Texas. Well, you, well, you know, you can stay with me. Well, I need a place to that. stay in Dripping Springs. <laughs> we would love that. Um, although it's not uh, set for the playlist today, but um, you do uh, do a kind of a nod to Ginny, uh, Johnny Gimble, the last song on the CD. I know Johnny Gimble has um, a lot of significance for you. You want to talk about him for just a moment um, for those of our listeners who maybe don't know who Johnny is? Oh, I appreciate that very much. Yes, Johnny Gimble wrote uh, Hill Country Sunset that we put on this CD. We've actually put one of his songs on all five of our CDs now. He's, he's one of my big heroes. He actually lived in Dripping Springs uh, for the last 20 years of his life. But uh, early on, uh, right after he got home from World War II, he uh, joined Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys. He was fiddle player with Bob, and then he was a Nashville uh, studio musician making records with everybody. You know, Paul McCartney, when he came to town and needed a fiddle player, you know, for Sally G, that was Johnny. So uh, mm-hmm. he's just, he, and he was, he, as good a musician he was on the fiddle and the electric mandolin, he was an uh, even better person. I, I got to do uh, dozens of gigs with him out here in Dripping, and uh, he's just uh, just a big hero to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I also heard uh, a little bit of whistling on that track, and I see in the in the um, in the credits you you do vocals, uh, bass, and and whistling. So, um, <laughs> is that I have to ask, I have never been able to whistle ever, never in my whole life, never could I whistle. So it, that has to be kind of a skill, yes. Well, <laughs> I, I guess so. You know, it just kind of comes naturally to me. But uh, I was g- glad to be able to feature it. Actually, it's kind of funny the way the whistling started. You know, um, I've been doing more gigs as a single, you know, just by myself without the band since uh, all these restrictions. And, you know, instead of a fiddle or a guitar or a sax solo, you know, I'll, I'll just uh, put in a little whistling just to fill up some space. And I, I got, I've gotten to like it. So uh, we did a little whistling on the album. Yes. Uh, uh, well, um, Gary, you, uh, why don't you just jump right in there? I think I've, I think I've monopolized this conversation. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask, and excuse me, just a minute. <laughs> uh, live that radio. Big, that was a big sneeze. I had to kind of oh. mute my mic for a second. But, uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to get, uh, we're going to get the title cut of the album devil on my tail but tell us how this song came about and how did you choose it for the title cut for the album yeah great questions um the way i started writing that song was you know i just had this image of a cowboy uh, you know climbing a hill and being in a hurry and so you know hat down so it doesn't fall off boots up saddle tied right. down you know i didn't want anything falling off you know and uh I just kind of wrote it. It was like, I felt like Ernest Hemingway or something. I just kind of let the song write itself, just, just one phrase at a time. And, and uh, it ended up being, I, I think, a, a strong song so, uh, and catchy. So that's why it became the title track, you know. Um, I just have to thank the muse once again. 
<laughs> well, it's a it's a fun song, and uh, you know you're pretty good about picking titles out because one of my favorite songs that you've done is the title "Cuts Way Dead." And uh, <laughs> I mean, I was really tempted to play that today because I love the song so much. <laughs> but let's take a listen right. to "Devil on My Tail," and we'll be back in a moment. Bound time to make time by nightfall and for the pass on rocky ground Heart ride steep ride no easy path is around there's a devil on my tail behind me on the trail I've got evidence that'll bring that outlaw down climbing on up oh so surely over the past there's a town Where there is a judge to fight evil And truth and justice can be found Up ahead a light shines To uphold the law I'm courthouse bound The long nightmare is almost over It's time to face the devil second i said should i go for it in the studio you know and i said sure why not <laughs> just took, took, took one take that, that's uh, the way I, I... <laughs> yeah, you know the low. first time the first time i heard this song i almost felt like uh the devil on my tail is that old nasty covid you know and when you get to the end and you go we're all safe and sound it's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, Western themes, you know, of Roy Rogers movies, you know, it always has a little bit of good and evil, you know, the white hats and yeah. and all that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That is right. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's been a while since we've talked with you on the first time you were on the show, and we talked about how you got started with your music and, and writing. But since it's been so long, tell us how you got started 
performing and how you got started writing. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I used to be uh, in my earlier music career, I was uh, a fiddle player and a sax player, kind of a sideman, you know, not the lead lead vocalist. I would always right. in all the bands I was in, I would just sing one or two, you know, kind of novelty tunes. Like I was in Ace in the Hole, you know, George Strait's band before he was he was famous. And I spent a year and a half, uh, you know, playing fiddle and uh, but not singing and and then, uh, you know, had children and uh, re- kind of retired from performing for a little while and started a lot of music lessons to uh, get get some money going and still be in music. And then my kids grew up, went to college, and uh, I figured, uh, well, let's start a band. And then, uh, well, we need some original songs. And and uh, and I, so I started writing. And uh, the, the reason I'm not a fiddle player anymore is uh, it's hard to sing and play fiddle at the same time for me. <laughs> It, so I'm a, bass, I'm a bass player now. It's upright bass, so it's still a fiddle. It's just a bigger fiddle. Yeah, yeah it's just a bigger fiddle. Now, if I if I remember correctly, didn't you have a son that went to school in Nashville? Yes, that's right. Uh, my son Philip went to Belmont. He majored in music business, actually. But uh, but now he's a distiller, so uh, he's he's uh-huh. changed fields a little bit. <laughs> he makes whiskey and gin now. Instead of music, it's whiskey and gin. So, well, well it's, in Texas, it's still an art form. Yeah, it's it still is a creative form. art form, you know. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Yes, it oh, yeah. Is. So is he in Hill Country? Oh, yeah. He he, uh, he lives uh, just, you know, 10 minutes away. And he, uh, a Treaty Oak distillery where he works is just five minutes away from here. It's kind of my, my uh, lo- local hangout. It's, uh, you know, my happy place. We're actually playing yeah. a gig there. We're playing a gig there for our CD release party at the end of May. So, uh, oh, fun! Well, you know, things—it's uh, a little controversial right now, of course. But uh, you know, and I'm not sure how I feel about everything. But Texas is doing away with the mask mandate, and they're opening up things. Um, how are the gigs going out there now? Well. Um, Throughout the last year, uh, we've done, you know, a few spotty gigs here and there if it's safe, you know, like outdoors, you know, with a lot of distance. And and we've had no problem with that. But um, I don't feel safe, and uh, most of my band members don't feel safe, you know, at a at a, at a tightly packed most. indoor bar, you know. So so, yeah. uh, uh, so so as far as the uh, you know as far as the mask mandate. Um, you know, there's always been people that haven't worn masks, and uh, and you know, we've always worn masks. We we want to be safe, and most, right. most of my friends are. But so it's just a matter of individual choice, and you know, I, I want to play it safe. Uh, my wife and I actually were uh, just got our vaccine yesterday, our first dose. So oh, we were congratulations! Lucky. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. But well, uh, there's, there's yeah. not really enough to go around, so we, us and our friends are still being careful. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully they've just announced, uh, I think yesterday, that by the end of May, there would be enough vaccine to vaccinate the country. So I hope that holds true. And um, oh, me too. Yeah, yeah that's why I'm I'm scheduling uh, CD release parties at the end of May, and uh, yeah. I I, uh, I expect the summer will just be exploding um, uh, art, you know, and and people wanting to get out and and have fun. Now it'll be safe again, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I know that musicians love to perform for a live audience, and and audiences love to hear live music. So let's hope that happens, and uh, and we're crossing our fingers. 
But uh, let's right. get to some more music. This is a great CD, and I have picked out a lot of music that I wanted to play today. So this one is called Bloom is on the Sage. Tell us about this song and who's singing on it. Oh, yeah. Well, this is uh, our other female vocalist, Liz Morphis. She's been with the band maybe eight years. And uh, okay. she brought this song to the band. It's an old Western standard, you know, uh, been sung by everybody. And uh, we wanted to do a little Western swing take on it. So you'll notice that uh, the sax and the trumpet are featured. They get solos as well as the guitar and the fiddle like normal. And uh, uh, Liz is, uh, uh, she, she's, she, her day job uh, used to be, uh, she was a, a nursery uh, landscaper and stuff. So she, and the song mentions a lot of uh, the flora and fauna of Texas. So it's a perfect song for her to sing. All right, it's called When the Bloom is on the Sage. It's from the CD Devil on My Tail. We'll be right back. When it's roundup time in Texas and the bloom is on the sage, how I long to be in Texas just a riding on the range. I can smell the bacon frying, hear it sizzling in the pan. Hear the breakfast horn in the early morning, drinking coffee from a can. Yes, riding, rocking, roping, pounding leather all day long. Yes, sweating, swearing, smoking, listen to a cowboy song. How it beckons and I reckon I'd work at any way. To be free again, just to be again, where the blue is on the stage. Again, just to be a girl where the bloom is on 
saxophone, trumpet. I think we heard a little uh, trumpet and, and also a flugelhorn yes. on this CD. Um, yes. It, and, and then you've got uh, Cat Clemens on guitar, who is just amazing. You want to chat a little bit about those musicians, and then we'll get into the next song. Sure. Well, Cat Clemens, you're right. He's just amazing. Um, on that song, you heard him play that was a guitar. It sounded like a steel guitar. He's figured out a way to make his Stratocaster sound like a, a steel guitar. And uh, he's he's so young, he's not even 30 yet. And, and already, I he's think amazing. he's a world-class musician uh, and just gets so many different sounds out of there. And and uh, and all the, all the musicians in the band, um, they're, really, they're really jazz musicians. They've uh, got such an incredible uh, vocabulary of, of music. Uh, the trumpet player was Jimmy Shortell. He's been with us on the last three albums. And, and then uh, sax player, we have two of them on the CD, uh, Joey Calaruso and Stephen Vague. So, um, yeah, uh, sax and, and trumpet have, have always been a big part of Western swing uh, music. Bob Wills uh, had a 16-piece big band back in the, in the late 30s, I believe. And, uh, you know, that's uh, used to be the kind of the national music of the United States was uh, big band jazz. And, Western Swing was born during the same time, and they use the same instruments. Mm-hmm. I think Gary has queued up um, Night Rider we want to get to. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about that about that song, and then Gary will spin it. <laughs> oh, yeah, for, for sure. Well, um, most of my st- songs, they start with a, a concept or a, a feeling. And the feeling I had, my wife and I were uh, on vacation in uh, Bergen, Norway, staying in the old part of town. And uh, in the middle of the night, I was awakened by, you know, a sudden sound, uh, a clamor that was moving. And I, I, I wondered, you know, who was making that sound and what they were doing. And so the song arose out of that. It's kind of a mysterious uh, song. And uh, it's in a minor key as well. Uh, I picked a lot of minor songs uh, to write this last year, of course, uh, reflective of the time period. Usually uh, I'm just all major songs and very happy, but I lean a little bit towards the mysterious and sad for for this album. So Night Rider mm-hmm. is uh, mm-hmm. is, one, is a good example of that. All right. Well, let's take a listen to it. This is Night Rider. It's from the Sea Devil on My Tail, and we're talking with the founder of the Hot Texas Swing Band today, Mr. Alex Dormont. Beneath my window passing by Night Rider, Night Rider Where do you ride so fast? Are you seeking a lost love? Or fleeing something in your past?
great song, Night Rider from the CD Devil on Mattel. And we're talking with Alex Dormont today on the Campfire Cafe. Um, just thinking as I was listening to that song, you were talking about the girls that have been with you for 10 years and eight years. You must be a pretty good fellow to keep band members that long. Are you? <laughs> well, I try. You know, I started, like I said, as a sideman, so I know uh, I know, know the music business from both sides of it, you know, from the leader and, and the band members. And, uh, you know, I, in, in life and especially in music, I just try to treat everyone with respect, and, uh, and that seems to work. Wow. And getting wow. gigs. Yeah, you have to have you have to have the gigs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> musicians That's like true. to play. So, so I, you know, I've gotten to be uh, everything. You know, I I, I book the music. Uh, so, my wife helps a lot. Of course, she's she's my right hand woman, Grace, and I appreciate all her help. But yeah, it's been been a great ride. You know, ten years. You get to uh, when you're the band leader, you you, uh, you get to have your vision come true, and I'm very happy with the way it's turned out. Well, that is cool. That is cool. Well, I remember talking to Ranger Doug one time, and I said, how long, have, how have you guys stayed together for so long? And he said, we stay in the same room. And, uh, of course, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you don't stay in the same room with your band. But, anyway, that is, that is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Another song that we want to get to is uh, another great song, and this is one called Un. Excited. And um, how'd you select this song for the album? Yeah, well, we do it uh, at our live shows. We started doing it maybe uh, four or five years ago. Of course, uh, Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong did a great version, but first version I heard was from a, a local band in Austin that uh, some people may have heard of. It's called Uncle Walt's Band. Walter Hyatt was the, the founder of that band, and they used to do a great kind of acoustic version of it. So I figured uh, we do the, you know the Western swing slash jazz version. It's a uh, it's a nice fast polka, so the dancers love it, and uh, Selena just sings the heck out of it. Well, you're gonna love it, and it's called Undecided. We'll be back in just.
undecided, and that is just too much stinking fun. That is a great song. <laughs> great job on that. That's fantastic. Thank you, thank you. I was, I was, I was. Uh, I know that you live in Hill Country, and we talked a little bit about the songs that you've got on the CD that are based on the Hill Country. But what inspires you? I mean, I'm going back, and I'm kind of remembering "Ain't Dead," and uh, <laughs> what inspires. Tell tell our audience because they're going to want to get that CD as well. Ain't dead yet, but tell uh-huh. the audience how you came up with that song. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I, I had that that title in my head, but I, I didn't really have a concept for the song. And then my wife and I were hiking around uh, Enchanted Rock State Park, which is a special place just north of Fredericksburg in Hill Country, and. Um, we were we, we ran out of water and we we're feeling thirsty, but we we're a long way away from uh, from our car, hiking out you know in, in the wilderness and um, looked up in the sky and there was uh, some vultures, seven vultures that were circling <laughs> up there, just looking at us. <laughs> so I, so uh, that was the the perfect use of the title. Ain't dead yet. I, we told the vultures, ain't dead yet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a great song. So our audience is going to want to pick up that CD and take a listen to Ain't Dead Yet. But this is a great CD. And um, how do you go about the writing process, Alex? What, what's your process for writing? Well, you know, it's kind of whatever works. It's it's very challenging. Yeah, I mean, I could write, uh, you know, ten bad songs a day, but. <laughs> To write a, to write a good song, you you, you need um, a combination of the inspiration. It's kind of magic, and you know, like how do you make magic? Well, you just kind of set yourself up to be in the right place. When an idea comes to you, a strong feeling or a, or a strong title or an image, uh, you got to make sure to write it down. And, yeah. And then it, sometimes you can come back to it. Now, a lot of times this happens right as I'm waking up in, in, or, or even, even in the middle of the night, and I'll get up and write down the idea. But sometimes wow. it, my subconscious needs, needs um, you know, the no filters of uh, right on the edge of sleep. I, your brain is kind of in a different pattern then, if you know what I mean. Uh, right. Like, you know, how, uh, like you can dream a, a, you know, a whole hour of, of a dream within one minute. Well, because you're not filtered when you're in that state. So a lot of my songs, you know, come like that, but you know, I, I write them just in the daytime too. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what, my, my key is once you get something that's got some juice to it, you know, that's, that's got, you know, it's going to go, you got to stick with it, stick yeah. with it as far yeah. as you can, as far as you can. Yeah. And you know, if it's not quite there, then don't be afraid to edit it. But, but the editing is easy for me and, and the, the melodies and the chords, that's easy. The lyrics and, um, you know, we've produced a, a CD average of every uh, two years, you know, five of them now for 10 wow. years in the band. And, and there's, you know, seven or eight originals. So that's kind of about my going rate of uh, original song production. Wow. Wow. Well, that is great. That is absolutely great. Well, how long, how long for a song before you kind of have it where you want it to be? Is it, is it a quick process or... You know, I've talked to some people yeah. and they say, well, I go back and, you know, maybe a year later, do something. what's your process? Well, um, I like to do it quicker. Um, so usually I, I'll have the idea, I'll write it and, uh, you know, edit it. Usually I'm done in a week or two. Uh, sometimes oh, wow. even, sometimes even in two days, you know, if it's really a strong song, 
But then again, yeah. you know, the the, the song on, on this on this new album, um, up the old Chisholm Trail. You know, I I kind of started writing lyrics about 20 years ago, and I just wasn't happy with with uh, the way it was turning out. So I just kind of left it in the back burner, and then. Uh, you know, I planned to do on every CD, and it finally came true here. So, so sometimes, oh, wow. um, sometimes it, it's a long process. Usually, it's, it's just a week or two. Oh, that's great! That's great. I always enjoy the. I always enjoy talking to songwriters, and they say, "Well, I woke up and I just wrote it, and it was done." It was like, "Wow!" <laughs> you know, <laughs> how many people would love to be able to do that? But not too many. Not too many. Exactly. It takes a little longer. Yeah. Well, I want to get to another great song from the CD called Morning Green. Tell us about this one. Yeah, this was another one that was uh, inspired by uh, the outdoors. My wife and I love to camp. We were up uh, during the, the COVID summer there. We just got in our van and kind of uh, went as far as we could, went all the way to North Dakota. Our first night, we were in Colorado and 9,000 feet at a campground. And um, the aspen trees up there are beautiful. We were up in the morning, you know, uh, making coffee, I think. And the sun came up over the mountain and shone through those aspen leaves. And it was just the brightest green you've ever seen. And uh, and w- with all the, you know, bad news in the last summer, you know, w- with the pandemic, uh, I-, I used it as a-, a vehicle to say, well, there's, you know, there's hope coming in the future. So I, I wrote that in the song. And uh, it's, you know, it's kind of a Dixieland tune. So, uh Liz Liz does a great job, and once again, we got the horns in there. All right. Well, here we go. This is Morning Green from the CD Devil on My Tail.
We're on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, we're streaming on Spotify. So we're doing all the platforms, but your, your best place is just uh, to go to the website. We have uh, right. the and, ordering details there. And you have the four, the four um, you would really want the whole library. If you don't have any of these CDs, <laughs> we would not want to have to pick one for you because um, we love them all. <laughs> so you would want to order all five. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, and your schedule is there. So, um, yes, as gigs. Yeah. And, um, let's see, what do you have? What do you have coming up? What's the next thing on the calendar? Well, actually, I'm I'm doing a single. Uh, no, we've, we've got some before that. I'm I'm actually doing a single, just, just me for an hour. Um, uh, at a local brewery here in the, in the hill country. And then, um, We've got a live taping at the studio we made the record at on March 11th that'll be uh, available. Um, We'll put that up on our website. You can see a whole hour. We're actually going to just play the whole CD. uh, Wow. wow. uh, Just in in order. Yeah, we're uh, March 11th. Um, It'll take about an hour to run the whole CD, and then uh, it'll take a little bit, a couple hours to get it up um, for viewing, but it should be available that uh, afternoon. And we oh, you can go see, see that from our website too. Uh, yeah, we got the we assembled the whole band for it. It's it's amazing. Wow. And and then that we have another gig fun. later this month. You, you all have heard of Luke in Bach, Texas. You know where the famous oh, yeah. song is from. Well, well, we're playing a, a music festival out there March twentieth. That's a Saturday, and uh, we're, we'll we'll just do a, a short set, an hour and a half, I think it is. And um, with other bands, so we, we've got some live shows. They're trickling in. Wonderful. Well, it's great to great to see these uh, these live performances start to start to happen. And uh, and again, hopefully by the time that the end of the summer gets here, maybe they'll be back almost to normal. I mean, that wouldn't that be? I'm I'm expecting with uh, everyone getting vaccinated uh, by the end of May that and. Uh, that we'll be uh, going full steam, you know, this summer. Uh, of course, so. we've we'll, we'll got to stay safe as long as it takes. But, uh, man, I can't wait. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Alex, you have been a fantastic guest today, as always. And uh, you had a great time back in January for our New Year's show with you and the Western Swing Authority. So that was, that was a ton of fun. Glad you could come back well, and introduce this new album today so that was great well, my, appreciate you well my hat well my hat's off to you gary and bobby jean you know independent artists like like my band uh you know we we depend on good, good people like you to spread the word about our music you know there's 
I, I can't say how much it means to us. And, you no, know, we I can't appreciate we're getting you guys. Eight, eight songs from the album, and that is so special. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great. So we're going to close out this segment with a song that everybody is going to recognize. How did you decide to pick the good, the bad, and the ugly for this <laughs> album? Well, from the first time, yes, from the first time I saw the movie back in college, it was one of my favorite uh, movies. And, of course, the music, Ennio Morricone wrote it, uh, as well as uh, music for the other spaghetti westerns that, um, you know, that Clint Eastwood was in. And so that was always one of my favorite tunes. And, you know, I, I've been whistling it my whole life. And, uh, and uh, inspiration, actually. And I get to whistle on it on the CD, too. But uh, Ennio Mar- Morricone, the composer, he, he unfortunately passed away last year so. That was kind of the spark oh, wow. that led me to say, let's come up with a, a Western swing arrangement of, of this great tune. And I tell you, it was just a, so much fun to work on. I got to really delve into the original and listen to it very closely and uh, just all the detail. We couldn't, of course, you know, do the, the full 100-piece uh, orchestra like he had, but we get some good stuff in there, as, as you'll hear. <laughs> All right, well, it's absolutely great. This is the good, the bad, and the ugly, and it is from Devil on My Tail. You want to buy it today. And, uh, Alex, thanks for being with us today. We appreciate you, my friend. Thank Thank you. We appreciate you. Yeah.
Well, it's time for South America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be visiting with our good friend, Mr. Randy Rasmussen. But right now, let's keep swinging. This is a great song for Mr. Paul Blonde. It's called Cowboy Around. We'll be back in a moment with Saddle Up. Living in town sometimes brings me down Let me bestow this western blessing and share what I have found May you always have cows around What else you gonna spend that extra money on? What else is gonna get you up hours before dawn? What else is gonna keep you toiling on and on and on? May you always have cows around. Come on, you know that you got too much time on your hands. Not merely enough complication in your plans. You need to invite all of the frustration that you can. May you always have cows around. Everything is better Living in town sometimes brings me down Let me bestow this western blessing and leave you Settle down, but you always have cows around What else could make the bishop swear like a sailor might? What else can cause such tension between a man and his wife? What else could ever bring all these enhancements to your life? May you always have cows around. What else is gonna get out when you don't close the gate? What else will make you prematurely show your age? What else will take a run at you in a fit of bovine rage? May you always have cows around. But the thing is better Living in town sometimes brings me down And although this western blessing leaves you Cattle bound, may you always have cows around What kind of cows, Corp? Well, there's Herbert Hyde and Simmental, West Black and Maine and Juki and a limousine, shorthorn, Charlie, Watusi, too. Texas, Longhorn, Corey, any Romanola, Galloway. And Angus, Brahma, Brangus, Jersey, Guernsey, Holstein, hey! You might have had to let them dig for oil and gas You might have had to turn the place to an exotic game ranch You might have had to do all kinds of things to raise the castle You'd always have cows around well, How else you gonna lose it all like daddy did? What else will make sure you leave nothing for your kids? 
It's too late now, you know it is You might as well admit That you've been badly flawed in Sentimental Masochisticness And that despite all the statistics And the advice that you get You will always have cows around Yeah Everything is better with cows around Living in town sometimes brings me down Well, you won't know what you're missing Till you hear that sound May you always have cows around May you always have cows around That's Cows Around with Cor Blund, and this is Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. From Nashville, I'm your host, Gary Holt, with my co-host, Ms. Bobby Bell in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we are delighted to have our good friend with us, Mr. Randy Rasmussen with Backcountry Horsemen of America. Hey, Randy. Hi there, Gary. Hi, Bobby. How are you? I'm good, Randy. Welcome. <laughs> Oh, gosh. No mooing. Uh, that's enough mooing. Cows around. Oh, gosh. Well, how is the weather out where you are? Well, I'm on the West Coast, Oregon, and for the time being, it's actually pleasant. We didn't get hit with all the big snow and ice that so many people did. We got lucky, uh, you know, in this part. But I, So I can't complain, but, boy, we've got lots of friends and colleagues that are still reeling from the weather events of recent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, uh, uh, Alex Dormont, who was just on, they, they were out in Texas and really got hit pretty hard, but, uh, 65 yeah. degrees today, he said, and spring is on the way. So you know what that means, don't you? People are going to be out, out on the trail. The trail. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I think one of the things that we wanted to talk about today was the national park system and the variety of riding that's available that are out there. So I'm going to just kind of let you start off with us. Okay. Well, you know, the backcountry horsemen and women, you know, we're in 32 states across the United States. And our volunteers maintain trails on public lands and national parks in, in, in lots, of, lots of those states. And I got to tell you, you know, the national parks is something we don't spend as much time on. But, you know, clearly they are – the national parks represent the grandeur of our nation, the history, the ideals, everything. So there's – the national park system as a whole is really interesting and, of course, we think initially of those big backcountry parks like Yellowstone or maybe even Great Smoky Mountains or Big Bend or something like that where there's big backcountry areas. But there's lots of national parks, monuments, even national battlefields that you can ride horseback on. Yeah, yeah. You know, either bringing your own animals or uh, going on guided tours. So certainly wanted to talk about that briefly um you know to some of the exciting places to go as people are preparing you know their summer itineraries and assuming everyone gets vaccinated and things goes well i suspect we'll see a flood of activity 
in our national parks this coming season. Well, I think so, and I think that uh, this past year has seen a lot of activity with the RVers that have been out. I mean, it's like you couldn't afford to buy an RV because they've been so hot and people are just trying to get out uh, rather than staying in the city. So it should be phenomenal. It should be phenomenal. So are all the the national parks open and going at full steam ahead now, or some of those working at reduced hours or closed, or what's going on with that? Yeah, well, there's so many national park units. I think collectively that system of all the parks, monuments, and battlefields, there's over 400 of these National Park Service units. So it's hard to say. Um, and the snow is yet to clear in a lot of the, the big backcountry mountainous ones that we know well, you know. Um, but by and large, yes, the national parks are open. Uh, and, you know, folks are wanting to go. That Because of COVID in last year, 2020, there was an over nearly a 25% drop in visitation because, of course, we had lots of park closures and other restrictions right. on travel. So, you know, we've seen – public visitation or national parks at all time highs in recent years, but clearly 2020 was an exception and we'll see what happens this year. But yeah, I think uh, by and large they're gearing up and of course there still will be for at least for guided tours and the like, I'm sure some elements of social distancing, mask wearing, et cetera, that are going to be necessary. Uh, but I hope that doesn't hinder, uh, you know, their operations. They're allowing people outdoors and the concession folks, that in this case provide the guided tours on, on horseback or mule, depending on where you are. I hope they can go through relatively unabated and, and continue those programs because really those programs are some ways for people to enjoy more backcountry areas or parts of national parks and monuments that they wouldn't see from the roads. And maybe they don't want to venture onto trails on their own two feet. So there's really a public value uh, in those concession operations to get people on horseback and where they can take in the views from, you know, uh, six feet up or whatnot and look out and see, uh, you know, what the national parks have to offer versus having to watch their feet and where they're stepping, uh, yeah. you know, on a trail. So, so it's, I hope they really fare well because it's a unique service to the public that we wouldn't have otherwise. And lots of people wouldn't see areas beyond the parking lots and, and, you know, paved trails. What are, you may or may not know this, but what are some of the most popular national parks for horseback riding? Well, for horseback riding, I mean, there's a ton of them. Um, you know, of course, in the east, we've got the Great Smoky Mountains. There's right. a number of places where they've got stables and barns. You can bring your own animals or you can rent, I think, at Cades Cove or other places. There's there's several of them. Um, and, you know, in the in the west, boy, well, close to you, Bryce Canyon, you know, has yeah. guided tours uh, that you can do on horseback with those folks. Have you done that yet with your bride? I have not. I'll tell you a funny story about that after we get off the air. I'll tell them. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. but uh, you mentioned Bryce, and we are actually doing a rendezvous uh right outside of Bryce Canyon. Of course, to ride in Bryce, you have to go with a uh, guide, you know. But but the area around Bryce is just like in Bryce Canyon. So we're going to be hosting a rendezvous in September there. 
and uh, there'll be a lot of folks coming in. That's been a popular location for rendezvous for this year. For uh, and a great new horse campground that's opened up in Cannonville, which is just about, I guess, 20 miles from Rice Canyon itself. So, big popular great. destination. Big popular destination. Right. No, and. and- you're right. For for Bryce Canyon, you do have to have a Coggins test for your animal to, to demonstrate. Um, but you can bring your own animals to Bryce. There's of course, there are there is riding in Zion National Park. There's you know sometimes workarounds or how you have to get to various portals or trailheads. But of course, the big ones. You know, of course, Grand Canyon. You can do the mule rides down to the the bottom there, the Colorado River, if you want to. No, I mule. can't. No, I can't. No. Uh, well. <laughs> Those who can, <laughs> I'll get you, but, um, but, you know, Yellowstone, Grand Tetons, Glacier, there's just so many of them. Oh, another one, mule rides, is uh, Kaliupapa in, um, in in Hawaii on the island of Molokai. You can go down to the former leper colony oh, cool. there uh, and down some cliffs, you know, on, on mule, or you can hike the trail yourself. Uh, but there's just all types of places across the great United States. Um, you know, on which, of course, you have to plan ahead. Every park has a website, right. and you, you can. And there's a tab that says "Plan Your Visit," and you can go see if they offer horseback riding for guided tours, or if you can bring your own animals and what the restrictions are. The park service is really well coordinated because every page I've been looking at has some pretty good instructions, whether or not horses are and mules are allowed, and how you go about your business if you do. Um, oh, let me tell you about a great app. For your phone, for any smartphone users, which I'm sure is the bulk of your listenership, yeah. there is a new there is a new free app from the National Park Service. If you just go to the app store for whatever your model is, and you go to National Park Service, find that it should be one of the first ones that shows up. The official, it'll have the National Park Service logo that uh, uh, you know that everyone will recognize that logo once they see that emblem uh, of the Park Service. And it's free, and it has maps for every national park of trails and things to do. It used to be that you have to go to national park and get the little newsletter and kind of plan your visit online beforehand or kind of patch things together at a visitor center about where you're going. You can do a lot of that from the app that just became available within the past month or so for any national wow. park. You don't have to. So it's really a great resource, and again, no cost for the public to be able to. Uh, you know, on the fly or on their drive to a park or even when they get there to look at that app and all the has for a specific park unit. But that's been a real handy game changer for getting around national parks. Well, I've just I've downloaded it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 Our, our park service friends are doing a lot to, you know, keep – you know, the public coming in, and we're working with many parks, especially on the West Coast, the big backcountry parks, to continue the tradition of pack uh, and saddle stock use. We've had many successes uh, and, and have many hopes for be it Yosemite or Sequoia Kings Canyon, Olympic, or Mount Rainier, and other places that we're going to continue to have a valuable role and keep stock use alive in those park units that are currently or will soon be doing backcountry planning efforts that include significant focus on, on pack stock use. Well, we talked a little bit about the National Park System. What, what, is, what is the diversity in the trails 
from one area to the next. But difference in writing, for example, in Ice Canyon versus the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Oh, you know, I mean, in terms of landscapes, it's, it's there's a vast difference. Of course, at Bryce Canyon, you're down, you get quickly down into the valley down below and these giant hoodoos that are towering over you. Uh, there's practically little to no vegetation, just giant, colorful, uh, they call them hoodoos, you know, the big stack yeah. formations of rock and, and whatnot. Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a landscape that just blows your mind. And even the path, the trail getting down there and back, um, you know, it's just amazing in terms of the scenery and those kind of towering rock formations uh, as you go down. Um, Great Smoky Mountains, as we know, has got a lot of wonderful tree covered in, in plus open meadows and places and, and rolling hills and things that, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a different experience, as would be places like the Tetons or something where you're out on poker flat. And other places where, you know, Jenny Lakes, where you're looking up at these huge mountains that are just towering above you. Uh, and you can also, if you have more time, work your way up into those mountains in different places. There's just such a diversity of landscapes, experiences, um, you know, the types of things that are available. It's, I, I wouldn't do justice in trying to describe any one of them, let alone, you know, multiple park experiences. Yeah. You know, one of the things that... Um... Uh, I've always been impressed with is the fact that there are people that have just made a decision. We're going to hit all of these national parks. And uh, have you ever tried that? No, I haven't had this explicit goal to knock off every national park unit in a state or place. It's been more ad hoc or, or opportunistic, but I really admire those people who you know, do that and have a goal because you really get to see a great slice of America. Uh, and I'm sure they're doing it wisely. They're getting their national park pass ahead of time. Uh, right. And, you know, you can, you can save a ton of money, especially if you get the senior or golden Eagle pass uh, and other types of passes that are available for various um, you know, populations that, you know, that really makes it affordable that you don't have to worry on a given day going to one or more national parks because of a, an entrance fee. You've got it already paid for up front. But I, right. I admire those people who, who make it an objective and travel the country. I, I can't hold a candle to them, though. I've only seen a fraction of the national parks our country has to offer. Yeah. How about you, Bobby? Have you hit some of the national parks? Well, I've been to a few, but of course, never on horseback. And the few that I've been to have have been that, like even the Grand Canyon, sort of pull up, get out of the car, look, you know, the overlook, get back in, and go to the next. Um, uh, we spent a little bit of time there. I think uh, two two overnights, and I and I had a quick trip through Yellowstone, sort of on our way somewhere else. I we just haven't been able to explore the way I would that I would love to. Um, there's nothing though, even in your car getting out and, and, and looking these, the scenery and the history of these parks is so captivating. And of course, being able to get out on horseback and be able to really experience them in a more um, pristine kind of way. I, you know, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like Randy said, you know, the view from six feet up ground uh, is is a little bit different than being on the ground. 
So mm-hmm. you can see a lot more of the country and experience a lot more things that way. Yeah, I think I think maybe one of my goals needs to be to put down uh, some of the parks that I'd like to visit and just travel from east to west. Well, and, and I know as a kid, as a kid, we did a camping trip to Arcadia National Park. You know, it's sort of one of those questions like you have to start thinking about, wait a minute, you know, and I have been to some national battlefields and such and kind of, you know, you almost have to sit down and, and make a list of the places. You, oh. you probably have to look at the list of parks and then be able to go like, oh, I've been there, you know. I've been to that one. Or I'd like to visit that there. one. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna, Bobby, we're gonna I've got one back. for your bucket. Go ahead, Bobby. If if you would, yeah, right where, in your where? wonderful state of New Mexico, the Valle Caldera National Preserve. Not too okay. many people go there because it's it's recently been added to the national park system after many years. That's up by Hamas Springs, you know, between Hamas oh, Springs and Los yeah. Alamos. That is yeah. New Mexico's Yellowstone. It looks wow. like Yellowstone country up there in the big vice, oh in the big caldera. It's beautiful country. Wow. Well, we will wow. check that out. Thank you, Andy. Wow. And you have well, to go take... with backcountry horsemen, though, because they don't have any guided, uh, you know, any concession folks thing. So you have to hook up with those backcountry horsemen like we talked about before. That's right. That's yeah. right. Jim will fit yeah. right in with his chili. Jim will fit right in with the show. <laughs> We're going to take a listen to another one of our Western Swing folks and uh, come back and talk more with Mr. Randy Rasmussen in just a moment. But this is Lily Robert. It's one called Cowboy Swing. And we'll come back and talk with Randy Rasmussen with Backcountry Horseman America in just a moment on Saddle Up America. A rancher's work will never seem to end bear the hay then there's a fence to mend it sometimes seems to be all work no play and though it's worth it I have to say if you're ever feeling down and blue, there's just one thing I'll recommend to you. Swing on, cowboy. Swing on till the cows come home. Don't be so cool. You better rally your spurs and make some noise. Swing on, cowboy. Swing on till the cows come home. Don't be so cool. You better rattle your spurs and make some noise. I once met a man who did not know how to swing. Sad, sad thing. He did not know how to swing. Until one day that swinging bug bit him mid-stride. That sun settled down and he swung throughout the night. Swing on, cowboy. Swing on till the cows come home. You better rattle your spurs and make some noise When you start feeling down It seems you don't know how to smile Don't wait around to try and smile after one When you're finished working horses and bailing hay Throw your worries out the door Settle down and swing away
it could be of interest to your audience or anyone who just says, gee, I've heard about the Great American Outdoors Act, and yeah, I'm concerned about my trails on national forests or national parks. This is kind of the nuts and bolts of, all right, let's break it all down from this concept to what does it really mean and how do we make it work for us? And I'm assuming that folks that are sitting on this webinar will be given some directions about the way that they can make their voices heard. Exactly. Going forward. You know, and exactly. And how we can reach out to local officials at the parks in our states or places we go, how we can work with them. But, you know, it, it's primarily about how we have our voices heard because we are, the equine community is one of many, probably thousands of communities that are trying to find ways to make the Great American Outdoors Act work for them. We have to be vocal and make sure that money is being spent on what we consider priorities. And the good news is, if you're working and maintaining a horse trail, that's going to help the hikers. It's going to help anyone else who uses trails on their public land. So it's not just us. We can do that with, uh, you know, the hiking community and other partners to say collectively, this trail system needs investment. This trail system needs money. And we've got volunteers at Backcountry Horsemen of America who can do a good chunk of the work. We're also seeing how we can make ourselves part of the solution as, as we always do. That's our mission is the main trails and keep trails open across America. This is one vehicle and a big funded mechanism by which we can link uh, with other partners and the agencies to really get that work done in short order. Okay. So that, uh, that webinar is taking place on Thursday, March the 11th. And uh, you can register at info at horsecouncil.org, and that needs to be done by March the 8th to be part of the webinar. Um, tell us a little bit, Randy, about how people can get involved with Backcountry Horsemen of America and why it's important. You bet. Thanks. Um, uh, easily, you can go to bcha.org. That's the acronym for Backcountry Horsemen of America, bcha.org. Oh, about halfway down on that landing page, we've got a chapter locator. You can find a chapter in your area. And you don't have to be an equine owner. Uh, you don't have to be a, you know, a physical person that wants to go out there with, with shovels and, and tools and clear trail. Uh, we are looking for membership that consists of anyone who's interested in keeping equestrian trails open on public lands. And that's the, you know, that's our focus is U.S. public lands. You mentioned one of the uh, webinar co-sponsors, Equine Land Conservation Resource. They're a great partner of ours, and they're focused on private land and tr keeping trails open and easements on private land. So there's another great partner there in Equine Land Conservation Resource where together we're covering the gamut of private lands and public lands. But if folks are interested, you know, in learning about BCHA, you know, you can look at our website, the kind of work we do. We're in 32 states, have over 200 chapters. So many of our states clearly have multiple chapters, depending on where you live. Uh, and they engage in trail maintenance projects and sometimes the fun stuff of just going out on a trail ride or having a barbecue or a camp out. Uh, it varies. Yeah. And with COVID restrictions lifting, hopefully we'll be, be doing more of these things. Uh, but even then, I've seen some great pictures of campouts and social distancing and people around 
you know, uh, in their respective chairs wearing their masks or whatnot, but being six feet from each other, enjoying the great outdoors and having fun together. So it's a, it's a good group of people, and they all want to give back to their public lands. They all want to keep trails open, and it's, it's, a, it's a great mission and a great passion that our members and, you know, our whole group here maintain. It's, it's a fun group of people. Yeah, I'm looking at your website right now, and it's talking about who we are. And one of the things that stands out to me is that the fact that we are devoted equestrians who love to ride and explore new trails. And so their purpose is to keep these trails open and clear so that you can do that. So bcha.org, and if you're not a member, you need to go ahead and sign up and join. And uh, and I went through and looked at the uh, chapter locators today. And for my place in Tennessee, it was amazing because I've got within 50 miles of me about four or five backcountry horsemen of America chapters in Kentucky pretty cool but it's a handy tool to use handy tool mm-hmm. to use well Randy Rasmussen are going to and uh you need to come down and join us in September at Bryce and that would be a hoot we'd love to introduce you to all the folks that are going to be showing up there that would be fantastic yeah that's a wonderful but a wonderful place you would have a ball you would have a ball put it on your calendar no pressure. I will. Just, just pressure. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, thanks for being with us today. And to Bobby Bell, uh, no pressure on anybody. But anyway, thanks for being with us today, Randy, and we look forward to having you back with us again next month. Thanks so much. Always a great pleasure. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Back with Bobby Bell in just a moment. And this is Masters, a little more Western Swing. It's called South of the Border. That's where I fell in love when the stars above came out to play. Now as I wander, my thoughts ever stray. South of the border, down Mexico way. She was a picture in old Spanish lace. Just for a tender while I kissed. It was fiesta Love had its way South of the border Down Mexico way
she whispered manana Never dreaming that we were parting Then I lied as I whispered manana Cause our tomorrow never came South of the border Down Mexico way That's where I fell in love When stars above came out to play Now as I wander My thoughts ever stray South of the border Down Mexico way I, 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 I don't want to sing along with that song something's wrong yeah but uh <laughs> good song good song bobby bell this has been fun had so much fun talking with alex dormont today and sharing great music from his new cd and and then always fun to talk with randy rasmussen on saddle of america a lot of fun today Yes, and you know, um, we had another anniversary this week. Uh, Yellowstone National Park uh, became officially our first national park on March 1st of 1972. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. it's a, a week of anniversaries. The Alamo, um, you know, the Battle of the Alamo started February 23rd and it ended March 6th. And Goodness gracious! A, a couple days. Yeah, a lot of stuff goes on in March. <laughs> a lot of stuff happening in March. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of stuff happening around here. So, what's going on with Out West? Well, um, as we head into a new month, our hero collection um, this month we've chosen because of so many friends and a huge customer base of Out West Shop in Texas. We are donating the proceeds from the hero collection to the Salvation Army of Texas Disaster um, Services, and that's for all of this month. And as always, I'm adding lots of new things to the website. I've just added um, bullhide hats. I've been updating. There's, they've got a bunch of new styles and American West handbags. We've added a bunch of new styles and uh, uh, Liberty Wear tops for ladies. So um, there's always there's always something going on here. <laughs> well, I better not handbags to my wife, but uh, she just smiled. She she just walked through and heard that. But anyway, <laughs> hey, we've got a lot of stuff going on with Rendezvous 2021. So we're not too from the Tennessee East Rendezvous, and that's taking place at the Circle E Guest Ranch in Winchester, Tennessee. And the dates on that are June the 17th, 17th through the 20th. And uh, we've just added a chili cook-off, Bobby. Oh, I saw that. Maybe, I saw that. Need- yeah, maybe yeah. we need you and Jim to come out for that and let him bring his chili. But uh, uh, we've got trail riding, music concerts, we have shopping, we have a clinic with Richard Winters that's taking place, and we're going to have a chili cook-off on Saturday, and that's at Rendezvous East in June, and then as 
uh, will be at Bryce Canyon area uh, September the 16th through the 19th, I believe, today. And that will be three days of trail running, and it will be music, concerts, and shopping again. And I've got a great chuck wagon cook that's coming in to cook for the entire three days down there. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And then Trina Martin is doing a clinic there for a couple of days. So too much fun. And it's all to benefit uh, Hope and Healing. Healing Glade, that's Jennifer O'Neill's horse therapy program for soldiers with PTSD. And the Mustang Heritage Foundation because they're great at placing homes for these Mustangs. And so that's all taking place in June and September. You can visit equestrianleg.net. Just go on Rendezvous 2021 in the menu and you can find out all the information on those things taking place. And we're going to, we just announced uh, the last day or two that you can listen to all of the archive podcasts for Equestrian Legacy Radio on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. So you can find us everywhere now. And uh, listen to the live shows at equestrianlegacy.net. You can also go back and listen to the archive podcasts there as well. So what else do we need to talk about, Bobby? Um, Next week? You know, the month of... <laughs> March is just going to be phenomenal. So who's joining us next week? So next week we have uh, Judy Coder and Jennifer Epps of Notable Exceptions will be with us on Campfire Cafe. And then who do we have on Saddle Up America? Well, we've got Robert Eversol, the trailmeister, that's going to be with us on Saddle Up America. And then on the 18th, we've got Riders uh, in the Sky, Ranger Doug, and Two Slim will be joining us for the Campfire Cafe. And uh, then Craig Cameron will be joining us on Saddle Up America. And do you remember who's on the 25th? Um, the Quaby Sisters. The Quaby Sisters are going to be with us <laughs> on the Campfire Cafe. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm actually looking at the calendar. And uh, and then Meredith Hodges will be joining us on Saddle Up America. And so we have just got a, we've got a ton lined up for the rest of the month of March. And I'm not even going to talk about April because it's going to be <laughs> phenomenal as well. But uh, just a lot of fun on Equestrian Legacy Radio. And uh, you can listen to us on all of these different places to find the podcast the live shows at equestrianlegacy.net. So uh, I think that wraps things up for us, Bobby, for today. Any kind of closing thoughts that you have? Oh, I want to mention one I... other thing. One other thing real quick. My wife will be performing at uh, the Cash Valley Cowboy Rendezvous in Logan, Utah, um, next Friday and Saturday. Next Friday and Saturday. And Ernie Seitz is going to be there. Mark Munzer will be performing there. Sam DeLue will be there. Colt, Colt uh, Blankman. Oh, yeah. Uh, what a uh, cast. Etch. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah. Nope. I mean, it's it's going to yeah. be phenomenal. Yeah. So that'll be in Logan, Utah, wow. and that's next Friday and Saturday. So some concerts are starting to open up. You know, she just did a concert in Montana on Valentine, and this thing is rolling out. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see more events that are taking place, and they are social distancing and doing everything they need to do to be very careful about that. So just just needed to mention that right quickly. Now, now what kind of closing thought have you got for us today? Well, this is um, Teddy Roosevelt, and it has to do with our national parks. There can be nothing in the world more beautiful than the Yosemite, the groves of the giant sequoias and redwoods, the canyon of the Colorado, the canyon of the Yellowstone, the three Tetons, and our people should see it, that they are preserved for their children and their children's children forever with their majestic beauty all unmarred. It's a great closing thought, and folks need to get out and visit our national parks and take advantage of the beauty and the versatility and variety that we have across the country. So anyway, it's been a great show. We thank you for listening today to Equestrian Legacy Radio's Campfire Cafe in Saddle of America. We'll be back next Thursday with another great show beginning at noon Central Standard Time. To join us and invite your friends to join us as well. Right now, we're going to close out this show with a great, another, another great Western swing song. It's called "In the Middle of the Song." It's by the Western Swing Party with Carolyn Martin, and we thank you again for listening. Bobby, we'll see you on the radio next week. All righty. He left me in the middle of the song Oh, we had him, then I lost him That's where it all went wrong Didn't know that I was playing second fiddle all along Until he left me in the middle of the song It's easy to get dizzy on the day and he's got me spinning around and round But staring through the smoky haze I can see him fix his gaze On another pretty partner And my hopes fell to the ground When he left me in the middle of the song Oh, I had him and I lost him That's where it all went wrong didn't know that I was playing second fiddle all alone Until he left me in the middle of the song
But you'd better hold on tight Or she'll slip right through your arms 